0: Greetings and welcome to Converging Streams. Please welcome Reverend Thomas Parchlick for Women and MLK. Just this week, I went to the
1: mayor's office in downtown Muncie and saw the new signs celebrating the memorial Martin Luther King Boulevard that will be, these signs will be placed along Broadway signifying a deeper change that, will, that is occurring within the city I hear of people who are trying to undo the past. There is a reputation, you may know, of Muncie being the old seat of the Ku Klux Klan and still being a place where racists live. And it is true that there are some people who are ardent racists within its boundaries, within Delaware County. But there are far more people who are working for justice, for equity and compassion, And all of them will be honored when we place those signs. The whole idea behind renaming Broadway to be Martin Luther King Boulevard was not simply to honor one man who lived and was very active during a brief span in the 1960s. The point of honoring Martin Luther King is to hold up the civil rights movement as a movement for all of America, to make all of America healthy and strong and good. Martin Luther King often pointed out that the most economically disadvantaged places in America were the ones where oppression and discrimination, racial segregation, were the strongest. The people who are hurt by racism are not merely those who are directly oppressed, those who are directly discriminated against, but all of us are hurt. And so all of us must join together to make the world more just and equitable and compassionate. And so when we think of Martin Luther King Jr., when we think of the Civil Rights Movement, I want to make sure that we do not simply think of one person who stood up and spoke great speeches and formed a movement want to make sure that you understand that the civil rights movement was founded on hundreds of thousands of people, small in their own way, small seeming on the national stage, and yet each one absolutely vital, absolutely essential to the well-being and the power of the civil rights movement. One of the people that's often raised up when we talk about the civil rights movement, and Martin Luther King Jr.'s Rosa Parks. And many people get the strange idea that this woman, all she did was refuse to give up a seat on the bus, that she was just too tired to get up off her feet or uh, she was tired of having to stand at the end of a long working day. But she herself said the, the only thing I was tired of was giving in. I wasn't tired at all that day. In fact, Her whole life had been one of activism, of involvement, of seeking dignity. She attended Alabama State Teachers College. She settled in Montgomery with her husband, Raymond. And the couple joined the local chapter of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. This was 12 years before the Montgomery bus boycott. She worked on numerous cases with the NAAC, she said. But we did not get publicity There were cases of flogging, of peonage, of murder, of rape. We didn't seem to have any successes, though. It was just challenging the powers that be and let it be no, we did not wish to continue being second-class citizens. She had, in fact, herself, been thrown off a bus long before the, the notable day that started the Montgomery Bus Boycott. In that day, African-Americans were supposed to get on the front of the bus, pay their fare, then walk to the back door and get on. You to get off and then get back on again. And sometimes, if you were moving too slowly, you had to, of course, wait for all the white people to, to get on first. And if the bus driver was impatient, he might pull off without you if he thought you were hesitating at all, even if you had already paid your fare. This one day, Rosa Parks Paid her fare, went and walked in the front door, paid her fare, and then went and sat down in the seat. There were many open seats. The bus driver became livid. He couldn't imagine that she would not get off as she was supposed to and get on the back door. She refused to get off as he had asked her, and so forcibly, physically, he grabbed her arm and threw her off the bus and drove off without her. But this did not generate the attention. There was another young woman a teenager who had refused to give up her seat and was arrested but this had not generated attention It was not until that one fateful day when all the activism of the years had built up There were other efforts that Rosa Parks had engaged in one of the most significant was working with the Montgomery Voters Association she had at that in those days you had to take a test in order to be allowed to vote, especially if you're black. And you could only take this test once a year. If you failed, you had to wait a year to take it again. So she she took it once, she had studied hard for it, she was sure she'd passed, but she got a letter in the mail saying she'd failed. So the next time she studied, uh, waited a whole year, studied even more carefully, made sure every answer was correct, and then again she got a letter saying that she had not been allowed to vote. So the third year she went back copied down every answer that she took, every question, every answer that she gave, every question that she had responded to, had someone certify that that's what she had done, standing and watching her, and then she told the person at the front that she had a a record of her test just in case it was proven, you know, she got another letter saying she had failed. And lo and behold, that year she got a letter saying that she could vote. And she went on to work with other voters to make sure that they, too, had the same protection so that they also could gain the right that was already granted to them, was supposed to already be granted, to be able to vote. When she refused to give up her seat, it was part of a very intentional, lifelong effort to take advantage of opportunities. It was an opportunity she grabbed onto, and there were many, many other women and men who helped organize the rides, helped organize that, mo- that movement so that the Montgomery bus boycott lasted until finally the segregationists relented and the buses were desegregated and things moved forward just a little bit further. The Civil Rights Movement was not made up all of African Americans and it was not just about African Americans, it was for all people for the strength and worth and dignity of all people. There was a woman named Viola Luizzo. She'd been raised in Chicago, white woman, working class family, Catholic. But she had always believed that everyone was deserving of respect, everyone was deserving of the rights that were granted by the U.S. Constitution. They had been involved in protecting the rights of workers, of laborers in Detroit. And when she heard Martin Luther King's call to come down to Selma, when they were making that great march from Selma to Montgomery, she drove down, with thousands of other people from Detroit, took her car down there, joined in the march. She was just a white Catholic woman. She wasn't anyone in a, in a certain scheme of things, but she was part of a great movement. She was part of what made the civil rights movement successful and powerful people who were willing to do something to move justice forward people who were willing to take risks and face difficulty after everyone had marched to montgomery they needed rides a lot of them needed rides back to selma and she was uh, helping give people rides to back to selma there was a young uh, african american man who was in the car with her when they dropped off some people at Selma and were about to head back to Montgomery when they noticed a car following them. On a dark stretch of the road, the other car pulled up beside and shots were fired. Viola was killed. And she became a symbol of the evil of segregation, of the way in which segregation and racism corrupted human spirits and human souls. And not long after, the president of the United States speaking her name and speaking of her sacrifice signed into law the Voters Rights Act. Throughout history there have been these individuals, these people who have been willing to live and die for civil rights for human dignity for equal opportunity to increase the opportunities for everyone so that it would increase the advantages to everyone. The more people who had a chance at freedom, the more people who had a chance to to do something that they wished with their lives, the more people who had a chance to make choices about where they would live and how they would live and what they would live for, the more that people were able to make good choices, the more people who benefited. This is what the civil rights movement is about. This is what it means when we put up the name of Martin Luther King on a street. It's not simply to honor that man, it's to honor all these people. In Muncie, for years, for centuries now, over a century, there have been people who have fought against the injustice of racism and segregation in Delaware County. There have been people who are willing to speak out there have been people who have been willing to get angry. There have been people who have done small things. I think of the person that the Star Press raised up as the person of the year last year. The Star Press's person of the year was Mary Dollinson, who's the head of Moms, Motivate Our Minds, a little after-school program for kids. She was told by one business person when she was thinking about starting Moms that uh, he would give her money, but not if she was going to found moms on uh, in Whiteley, over on the east side of town. He felt that it would just be seen as a, a segregated little program for black people and it wouldn't get any support. But she understood that if she was going to affirm every kid, if she was going to give opportunities to every child, that she had to Fight against racism. And so she chose to put moms in her neighborhood. Started in her, originally started in her living room. And slowly, as it grew and grew, took up other spaces on that side of town. And now is this beautiful building. Mary Donaldson has worked hard to improve the opportunities for all the children that need her program. She's a very religious woman, as Martin Luther King was a religious man. And it's out of her devotion to Jesus, out of her understanding of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, that she does her work in the world to care for others, to help the, the least and the weakest, to help the children. When she heard about the conflict over the decision to name this Broadway, she refused to return evil for evil there some people who said hateful things who said they would close down their businesses if anyone tried to rename that street and she refused to boycott those businesses but went and spoke to the the owners and continued to do business making sure that she did not return evil for evil for evil that she was being loving and kind even to those who were her enemies so on every day not just on Martin Luther King Day. There will be signs along that street, signs that will remind us every day of all those people who have caught the dream, the dream that began centuries ago with the prophets of Israel, a dream of justice and peace, a dream that was picked up by the teacher, Jesus, and who a dream that has inspired many people in the civil rights movement that did not end in the 60s, but that continues to this day.
0: Thank you for listening to Converging Streams, Interfaith Fellowship in our Modern World. Our program is a production of the Muncie Interfaith Fellowship, with content and financial support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Muncie and technical support from radio stations WCRD and Work FM. Most importantly, we thank you, our listeners and followers, for your support. To connect with Converging Streams, including listening to our entire catalog of past programs, getting our latest new content, and making your own contribution to this program, visit our website, convergingstreams.org. Converging Streams is produced by Tony Piazza, George Wolf, and Thomas Perchlick. Thank you for listening and have a pleasant week.